This is 95.7 The Spin Local Show Podcast. Check us out every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5, 95.7 The Spin Local Show Podcast. And now for the podcast. Hi everyone, um, I'm back with another local show interview with the Lovin' Band. I'm waiting for them to join our live right now. And once they do that, we will get started. Um, but we're just waiting on them right now to join our live. So let's do that. <laughs> um, I'm super excited. This is, you know, we're having an interview with the Lovin' Band. They're from Nashville, correct? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, just a reminder that there will be like a giveaway at the end of the interview. So make sure to keep watching all the way through. That way you see if you've won or not. Um, but other than that, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and all that junk. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, hi, I'm Laurel. Uh, I'm Max. Michael. Emma. <laughs> nice. Um, and who plays what instrument and who does what for the band? Uh, I've been yes. playing, I play drums. I sing. Uh, I play the bass. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, so how long have you guys personally been involved with music? Personally. personally. Like each of the longest. Yeah, I mean, probably over 10 years for all of us. Yeah. Gotta be. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I was a big... Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah it was got a 20-year career. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Have you guys just always been like, like ever since you were young, you just kind of been attracted to music and just kind of went for it, I guess? Yeah. Um, yeah, more or less. There's <laughs> nothing cooler than being in a rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, I read on your guys' Spotify uh, that you guys met on Tinder. So can you elaborate on that? <laughs> You'll have to listen to the next record to get that whole story. <laughs> yeah, we don't share the dirty details on uh, on Instagram. We like to save it for the song, so. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but let me tell you, it's spicy. <laughs> All, right. All right. We're called the Lemon mean... for a reason. Because <laughs> it said something along the lines, meeting up just for fun, and then, you know, now you're in a band. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, Nashville's a pretty small community, so uh, if you see somebody on Tinder, chances are you'll see them in real life, too. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, especially with you guys all being involved with music, so. Yeah. Um, what made you guys go from Laurel and the Lovin' to just the Lovin' band? Uh, I think the level of commitment for everybody, where like this project had been something that I had been working on for a long time and writing songs for, and so then when basically we sort of coalesced and was and decided like this is what we were doing, this is our collaborative process. It was like okay, we're a unit now, we're a whole team, and um, so I definitely prefer having it be about the whole band. Um, and so I think our identity as the Lovin has really um, signaled the shift in where we're at, where it's like this is this is it, this is all of us. Um, with your band name, The Lovin', I know that you guys kind of like just can't, how did you come up with that? I mean, other than the Tinder part. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I had read about, um, sit-ins and lovins in, um, electrocoid acid test. And mm -hmm. so, um, I loved the idea of the Merry Pranksters and where it's just like uh, a group of friends making art and getting into, uh, dumb situations and having a good time and um and so that's really where the loving came from where it was like okay this is fun and friendship and community and art and um it's just kind of expanded in meaning since then um as we've had um a lot of different people join our community and just with touring and um being able to make really good friends on the road it's like everybody's part of the loving mm -hmm. how long have you guys been touring since um, before COVID, that's yeah. yeah, since 2016. Yeah. Wow, that's a long time. Um, <laughs> have your experiences um, 
varied from different times you've been on tour, just being like different atmospheres and whatnot? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. yeah. I mean, well, there's a big difference between New York and Dubuque, uh, for sure. And so you just like meet different people, see different people, the way that people consume the music and the way that they react to it is like drastically different depending where you are. Uh, all good. It's just all very nuanced and different. Do you have like a a place that you like to tour better because of the people in the audience you get? Um, well, we all like in each city. It's like different cities will claim different members of the band as like their favorite. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know. I think mine is Milwaukee. I I feel a pretty spiritual connection with the people yeah, in Milwaukee, yeah. um, and they're just like a really fun and rowdy crowd. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We like the Midwest. Yeah, the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like with the Midwest, you never really know what you're going to get. But, yeah, exactly. And so that can be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because there's just like, I mean, it is the Midwest, so there's a little, you know, you kind of expect, but there's also like, you don't know. So, yeah. I that's, that's nice. Um, so... Would you guys describe yourself as like a rock and roll band or is there anything else that you would use or just purely rock and roll? Just a rock and roll band. When you think about what rock and roll is, especially now, it's like, I mean, what? Like there has been a rock song on the charts, arguably, in years. And I feel like, like <laughs> what, what, people, what people consider rock is um, like, I feel like, uh, like people, when they think of rock, they're like, "Oh, like what's big now?" Like some for some reason, the Twenty One Pilots record, or for some reason this, and it's like I feel like a lot of rock and roll music goes like under the radar, or if it's cool rock and roll, they'll call it indie. Uh, and so it's like, no, like we're rock, and yeah. you know, I feel like it is kind of like a reclaim thing because I think the the public opinion of it has differed or been taken over by different groups. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, when I think of rock and roll, I just think of like Led Zeppelin and <laughs> and all of that um, classic rock. Um, because, I mean, working at the alternative radio station that we are, there's a big, big difference between like indie, um, indie pop, indie rock, rock and roll, alternative, just like there's... Within the genre of alternative, there's so many different genres, subgenres. So it's it's hard sometimes to be like, oh, like, yeah, like, this is what we are, but people will take that as the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I explained that That's kind of well. Yeah. Hey, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to perform one of your songs? Since yeah. you have the guitar out? <laughs> yes. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which one first, maybe? Um, let's do As It Lays. So and that's your the, new one, right? Yeah, so it's a single that we just put out. Um, so it's available to stream anywhere and everywhere. Um, and yeah. This, also, okay. I'm going to try not to burn cute. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Just drive. 
I'm like, you know, I'm just here, like, chilling. I'm like, I know, I'm singing to you, baby. <laughs> You're singing to me, but it's okay. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Um, do you want to, like, go into what that song is kind of about? Um, yeah. Now you see my Oh, my God. Yes. Um, <laughs> that song um, is really about desperation. Um, it's, it was written over a period of about a year, and it was one of the hardest times in my life, and um, I had uh, just read the book, <laughs> I just read the book Play It As It Lays by Joan Didion, and um, she was illustrating a lot of these philosophies that I was already coming to in my own experience, and so um, the images that were in that book just really resonated with me, and so when, the when I got the idea for the chorus, it was like, okay, it's about, like, where we're at. This is about just playing the cards that you've been dealt, really. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was getting from it. I had a few feelings of like, oh, like, they're just kind of waiting for life to take them on. But I mean, that what you said definitely, definitely makes sense. I can see that for sure. Um, so how is your guys' songwriting process usually go, you know, with the band? Um, <laughs> well, I write songs every morning, Monday through Friday. So it's like a work a day thing for me. And then I just sing them around the house and um, Mike or Max will hear them. And um, basically like just let me know which ones I like. Just like whatever I'm playing through the walls and then or I'll introduce it. And then we all work on it from there. Um, and yeah, so the arrangement process is just everybody and luckily there's not too much ego in it so we can all sort of comment on each other's parts and like help come up with those collaboratively. Um, and so with that, is there anywhere you get like most of your inspiration from or is it just kind of like you're, it just pops in your head or? Um, it's kind of a combination of things. Uh, it, I mean, I draw inspiration from wherever 
like my mind is at. So sometimes it's on external things where it's like, okay, here are all the things that are going on in my life and friends' lives that I can observe, and here's like I care to comment on that. Or it's um, it can be inspired by stuff that I'm reading or um, things that I'm watching on TV and just how that story, like how that resonates with me and telling my own stories about that. Um, but with the pandemic, it's been very, it's mostly been from dreams because there hasn't been a lot of external stimulus. I mean, there's lots going on in the world, and that's been part of it. But a new source of inspiration for me recently has been dreams. Yeah, I've been having some really weird dreams, especially with like the <laughs> pandemic. Sometimes I catch myself like in my dreams wearing masks and worrying oh. about sick, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I'm like, uh. <laughs> um, but do you guys all like, I mean, I guess if there's something that one of you likes more than the other, are there any little being like, oh, I like that more? You'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we're picky. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, not every song gets used, certainly. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, I just didn't know if like everyone was like, yeah, but like we could like, interpret it this way and it could be like this but <laughs> i mean i mean there's a lot yeah we we all have pretty eclectic tastes so there's a lot of that yeah i think why our sound is the way it is because we all have to come like from all these different um angles and perspectives on things like we all have to come to a consensus on it and so i think that's why we get uh, such a specific sound mm, yeah 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 for sure um with your guys' music, is there any, like, artists or bands that you guys draw, like, in influences with you? And, um, yeah, I guess that's what I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, we just, we get influence from all over. Like, that's, and that's part of having very eclectic taste, where it really doesn't come down to, oh, we want to be the next Led Zeppelin, or we want to be um, the next, like, uh, highest coyote or something. It's just because we're coming from so many places, it kind of, it doesn't really work like that. But there are certainly artists that we like, and we'll get into different records all together, especially if we're touring because we're playing them in the car. So it definitely works like that. But yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, with like performing and stuff, do you guys um, feel any? sort of feelings of like stage fright or nervousness or anything like that um yeah i feel more nervous about a video interview yeah i mean it's only natural like i when i was first doing like my first interview i was so nervous but as i've just been keep doing it it gets easier and easier it's like anything with practice it just you know it gets it gets better i mean especially being on camera too and like being able to see myself it's kind of like oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but i mean like i said i it gets better it definitely does um but yeah do you guys have another song you'd like to play for us yes. oh yeah, yeah. All right, so the song that we're going to do is named Barbara, um, and it is off our upcoming EP that will be out in September. Take it easy. You think that how 
any changes of how your music has maybe been changed lyrically or musically from your last like albums previous albums yeah um yeah the pre i mean the last album that we put out was a discovery that the personal experience is political um and so my the best way that i knew how to communicate um, how I felt about the world was to be very blunt about my own experience. Um, and so this record is, it broadens that a little bit. So not everything is literally what I went through. Like, because the last album is like excruciatingly honest. Like every detail, like, yep, that's a real thing. Um, and so with this one, it was like, uh, I think in the songwriting process, I allowed my scope to expand a little bit. Um, and to do more storytelling and in that way be able to tell my own truth and the truth of people I know a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, like, writing lyrics and stuff, do you prefer to do more storytelling or just keep it, like, this is it, this is what it is? Um, do you have a preference? Um, I think it's always a combination of the two, even if I, like, even the way that I wrote the last record where it was, like, okay, we are, like, this is exactly what happened. E even those things were a zoom in. And so when you take a small detail and zoom in and look at the whole picture, it becomes a different story. And so I think the storytelling aspect is part of all of it. Um, and so all I'll say I don't know because every song is different and every day is different. And so in terms of, I think it's easier to write songs that are detail by detail. Here's what happened. Um, but I think sometimes it's easier or it is more effective in telling the truth of the feeling of what happened if you can add in some story elements. Yeah, yeah. And I would just imagine that just like anything, like 
like writing a movie or writing writing you know like a book like there's always a little bit of exaggeration you know because I mean like with anything that's being performed especially like to be viewed by others you're gonna add a little something in there to be like yeah okay yeah <laughs> to blow up my life every time I'm gonna write a record but in all honesty you know I don't need to live in a world or in a space where like my personal life is constant conflict so there's yeah. that yeah 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 for sure um with like the pandemic and everything going on has that made writing harder or easier do you think both um <laughs> definitely <Whoa>. yeah uh <laughs> because I, I I feel every writer, every artist that I know, they're always like, oh, I wish I had more time. I need time. Or, I mean, you know, because I'm somebody that thrives off of stillness. And so my creative, most creative times have been in moments of boredom. And so I do appreciate some stillness. But also, I've never written without a lot of um, personal interaction every day and so that has been a new experience where it's like okay I can't necessarily rely on every conversation to spark ideas it has to come from elsewhere so um, there have been pros and cons less. yeah for sure for sure um, with like the music industry itself like do you feel there's going to be any big changes with like you know how the pandemic has affected it um, I mean obviously there aren't going to be concerts for a little bit, or at least ones that aren't social distancing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's already been a huge restructuring. Um, I mean, a lot of people have been fired, a lot of people, you know, and so like, um, the personnel changes alone is a lot of restructuring. Um, but I think, in terms of, I mean, I don't know, what do you think about changes to the industry? Uh, I think people are going to do a lot more of this stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. It's going to come to comfortable. People are going to be better at it and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot more stuff's going to move to the digital. Uh, mm -hmm. It makes sense. So mm. we'll all get used to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have been noticing kind of maybe sort of like another Me Too resurgence maybe within the music industry, with women in the music industry. And I don't know if you guys have any like personal takes on that at all, but um, I've just been like, and I've kind of expected it to come for a while. I mean, I know there was one and it was kind of more like uh, movie based um, with the women, um, but I've kind of just you know, doing my research and everything like that, I've kind of expected it to come about sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm grateful to everybody who's come forward, and I think that um, very toxic and predatory behavior was so socialized and normalized in um, this, in I mean, in lots of industries in our culture, but with music specifically, like, there is a culture of that you come to expect it's normal to have men um, treat you poorly, to look down on you, to um, make unwanted sexual advances. Um, and even with like ev the rock stars that everybody idolizes of um, generations prior, they the groupie culture, they all were engaging in um, sexual behavior with underage girls. And so mm -hmm. for a lot of men who grew up idolizing those people, that is like what was promised to them. And so they feel entitled to women's bodies. They feel entitled to um, getting away with uh, so like engaging in sexual activity with underage girls. And so, um, yeah, I'm definitely, I was kind of at the same place as you were, where it's like, this is coming, and, and I think it was, I mean, every, I don't know a woman that hasn't been affected by it in the music business, because it's so pervasive, and so I think there will be more of that, and um, I'm just really grateful to all the women that are coming forward. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with everything you just said. Um, it's, it's crazy, too, just because I recently did like for school like a paper on women in music and just like learning the history about how much music sometimes 
is covered up as being like oh like well this is like a men's thing it's like no not always like not not always you know um and especially like women of color too you know and i just think it's important to you know highlight those artists and women and people who are not always getting the spotlight you know to make sure their voice is heard so yeah agreed yeah and there are lots of women that have been um pushed out of music as a result or abused out of music as a result of that treatment and so um I think that historically we've missed out or the mainstream has missed out on a lot of really fantastic artists because of that. Yes, I would, I would totally agree on that. Um, but okay, let's get to a little lighter note. Um, do you have anyone <laughs> would like to perform for us today? Oh, oh wow. Ooh, this is spicy. This is spicy. Um, do we want to do any of the other EP songs? We could do the math song. Are we? We could do yeah. Save My Life. Let's do yeah. Save My Life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. 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 So Save My Life is the song that we're going to do. That's one that uh, addresses basically the ways that women are seen and are portrayed in um, a lot of our culture. And just sort of like addressing how bizarre those are and like trying to live up to that is impossible. Um, yes, let's save my life. Black and white, you see me in 
Potter and the Nocturnals kind of vibe and I mean like a Lizzo but if she was rock <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah yeah um but that was great I wish that was already out so I could just put that on my playlist but yeah, I mean, well, I it'll be out in September so yeah yeah okay that was that was great <laughs> I love that song Whew. I was like sitting here I was like yes <laughs> These lyrics are so good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was co-written with Casey Satterfield, um, who's also got her own project, and she's definitely somebody who's amazing and worth checking out. Oh, cool, cool. I don't, I don't um, know of her, but I definitely, sh I should check her out then <laughs> if I like your guys' songs. So um, that was that was great. Do you have any other comments you want to make about that song, um, other than what you said at the beginning? I guess. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I guess with that one, um, a lot of, what a lot of people don't realize when there is political anger and you are moved to action and activism, what a lot of people who haven't been discriminated against don't quite grasp is that it starts, that anger, at least for me, it starts from a place of hurt. It starts from a place of pain and taking it personally before I can recognize what it is and so um, with a song like Save My Life it was really about poking fun at the unrealistic expectations that are put on women where it's like oh these are ridiculous like I don't have to live up to this this is impossible like nobody can be all of these things and so I think like laughing at it has been they're pointing it out pointing out discrimination and laughing at it has been um, one of the most liberating ways that I've been able to deal with so that was kind of that song. Yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. I, it kind of made me just feel like, oh, like, if you're listening to this and you don't really know, like, some things that women go through, it's like, oh, you can kind of see now, like, that's, that's, yeah, like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that song really came out of, like, there, there was such a liberating time in realizing that as a rock band, not everything that we put out has to be for men. Which previously, mm. that's how, I mean, that's how I even used to think about it. Where, like, I don't want to isolate a male listener. But there's plenty of rock and roll that isolates a female listener potentially with the content of the song. But I still like it, and I still listen to it. And so it's like, okay, if I can adjust, so can I. And, um, and so it's been really liberating to be able to write without, um, kind of outside of the white male gaze. Well, not completely, because there's these guys, but yeah. <laughs> I know, they're just like sitting back there like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, I think it is important, and I don't, I to completely get what you're saying, you're not wanting to, you know, isolate people and do all that, but it is important to speak up about these issues and say something because if you don't, then like, when, when is it going to happen? You know, like if it just is never said, so. Yeah. And there are also plenty of dudes that really dig that song and dig our music because rock and roll is fucking, oh, sorry. I didn't know if I was going to say that. Rock and roll is very fun. And, uh... <laughs> oh, God. Oh. No, it's okay. We're on Instagram live. It's different. <laughs> Well, the, yeah. the area you have to worry about the FCC, but social media. Man. Who, 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 who monetizes social media? Like, I mean, the government kind of is now, but um, <laughs> before then, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, moving on with, you know, everything else. What advice would you really want to give people who want to get involved with music, who are maybe scared of, like, the pressures or, you know, how hard it might be or getting in and getting involved and being able to break through? 
Um, <laughs> as hard, I, I guess the advice that I can give is as hard as it may seem, I promise it's harder. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, that's really good. It's way harder than you, uh, than even like when people are like, oh, it's a long shot, it's a one in a million. And you're like, it could be me. Like, it's really hard. Like, it is, there are really cool, magical parts about it, but um, it is work every single day. And um, it takes a lot, like, there are lots of artistic brains that are brilliant and it's hard to marry that with also a business sense and you have to look out for yourself. And so, yeah, I would say it is very hard. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people forget that like music isn't just like, Oh, we're meeting up in my garage or we're going to just play some songs. Like there's a lot of behind the scenes work. Like that I don't think a lot of people are like pay attention to because especially with people who are more blue collar and more like, Oh, like, labor and all that kind of stuff which is that's good for them you know I'm not nothing against that but um I think that sometimes it can be forgotten that there is a lot more to it than just playing in a garage with your friends yeah I mean it was described to me very early on by people who are working songwriters they're like you can make a great blue collar living as a songwriter not everybody's going to get a number one but it can be done so, and mm -hmm. so um I think a realistic approach like that where um it is hard work and it's dirty and gross and um, and it, it requires a lot of your personality and not just the art part so um the, i mean even the, some of the best advice i have been given about not just songwriting or playing in a band but just for lots of art is like do it for the process if you love the process like if you love the work then do it for the work because that's what you'll get most of mm -hmm. yeah I would agree with that. Like, even with my job, like, it is, it can be tedious sometimes, but I still love the tedious work, so, like, it's fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm all good. Um, okay, so I have, like, a few extra little fun questions that I like to throw in just, you know, for, for laughs and all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> so, if you guys could be any movie character, who would you be? And I want, like, each individual answer. You know, you got uh, to uh, have this answer. Go. Oh, <laughs> my God. Cusco. Uh, Cusco? <laughs> what? Yeah. Why Cusco? Because he's a... He's sick. Yeah, he I mean... He has a great life. I mean, and he transcends his darkness of being <laughs> the emperor of Peru. <laughs> Into a lava. <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> I can't touch that one. <laughs> Do they all have to be animated now? No, no. I was going to say Johnny Cash. Oh, my God. Come on, dude. Jimmy Cox. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's, uh, what's the guy in Jurassic Park with the weird laugh? What's the, like, the actor? Uh... He was also in The Fly, and... Dude, I don't know. What is the guy? Oh my god, what is his name? Uh, but that guy. Do you know his, like, movie character name? No. Oh wait, he also was a jazz pianist in real life. What? Oh, right? oh my yeah. god. Harry Connick Jr.? No! 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 no. no. Oh my god. I'm name one other actor. Hold on, come back to me, y'all. I'd be, I'd be Bambi's mom. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. Um, I would be Heath Ledger's character in A Nice Tale. Ooh, no, I'd be David Bowie in The Labyrinth. That's um, oh. Eric the Goblin King. Oh, yes. Yes. Did that, say Jeff Goldblum? Yes! Yes! Jeff Goldblum! Yes! 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 I didn't yeah. think his laugh was weird. I what? know, I didn't think his laugh was weird. I was like, it's like certainly not Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> when I think of Jeff Goldblum, I just think of him in that picture of like the two um, Mary Kate and Ashley twins, like just hanging out. Like, <laughs> <What? Whoa. laughs> I'm kind of like, you're all for them, sir, aren't you? <laughs> okay, maybe I'm going to take this back if he's problematic. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's just, it's funny. Um, hey, what about you? 
What about me? Oh, right. Of course, this question's going to turn back on me. Um, I like, I don't know. There's so many different movies. But, uh, God. Wait, what is Creepy Scorpio? Is <laughs> Jeff Goldblum a Creepy Scorpio? No, it's, oh, it's yeah. me? <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. This is really hard, because I have, like, a lot of movies coming to mind. And I'm just like, uh, there's so many to pick from. Hmm. I feel, oh, yeah. I feel like I want to be in, like, mm, okay, well, this isn't what you, movie you want to be. This is, like, what movie character. Okay. Uh, thanks, Meg. Not me. I feel like Hermione would be a good one. Like, that's basic, but Hermione's, like, cool. She can do magic. She's smart. Yeah. Hermione's Can't go wrong with magic. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah. She's, oh, she's, she's, she's cool. Okay, um, so if you had to pick one word that you guys would like to be remembered by as a musician or a band, what would it be? Balls. <laughs> Same. 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 Balls. Solid. Solid. <laughs> Solid. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's good. It's just, like, yeah. right to the point, you know? Yeah, they're just yeah. solid. They're just, they're yeah. just solid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not liquid, but solid. <laughs> all right. Um, should we do one more song just to wrap it all up? Or... Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we can say words. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. So, um, we're going to curve. Let's do the next song. It's a lot of pressure in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're gonna, I guess, play the next single that we're putting out. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Alright, so this song is called Keep Your Mouth Shut. Okay, well, um, why don't I announce the giveaway winner, just in case? All right, yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. And then we can just, like, end it with the song. And if it, if your phone dies, your phone dies. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so it might pause, but it, I'll come back, I promise. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> the winner. Chain, and so if they just want to DM me, or I'll DM them, whichever happens first, and we'll get all that worked out. And yeah, but all right, now that we're all good and we're in the clear, you can take away with your song. Right. It's not great. I'm gonna avoid those strings. All right.
That was great. All right. Well, um, well, let me get the camera figured out. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I just down. wanted to thank you guys so much for doing this interview with me. It means a lot, and I had a lot of t a lot of fun doing it with you guys. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for having us. Well, yeah. No problem. Us. And I'm sure once you get your new EP release, you will send it my way, and we'll put it on our station. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right. I'll see you guys later. Have a good Have rest of your day.